0: Radio Rumi Everyone, this is Fatima Keshavarz, welcoming you back to Radio Rumi, episode 51. Wow. We have come a long way together, journeying through Rumi's poetry, and there are still more things to find, which is fascinating. And on that note... I would like to tell you a little bit about today's episode. Today, I'm going to use four of Rumi's poems to discuss the general outlines of what he gives us as the roadmap for the human cosmic journey towards the hak or the truth supreme. Or you can translate that, directly into God, as he calls God, haq, among other things, including ish, meaning love, and dusk, meaning friend. Now, I said I will focus on four poems, but if our conversation on each one of them lasts longer than I planned, we can leave part of this conversation to the next episode. We'll take it as it moves forward. Delighted to have you along the way with me. Remember that this is my reading of this human cosmic journey through his poetry. Another reader of Rumi might give it different nuances or twists and turns or even major changes in the whole perspective on this journey. It is very important to keep in mind that no matter how much one becomes a Rumi scholar or a Rumi friend or a Rumi lover, our interpretations are not final, are not the only ones. We should never feel about them that way. It's one of the hallmarks of great thinkers that their works lend themselves to multiple readings and interpretations. Now, there are some basic things in common, in all of these readings, but there may also be differences. Without further ado, let me now go to the poetry and start what I have defined as Rumi's roadmap for the human cosmic journey. There are a number of assumptions that he wants us to have. A very persistent one is that love has its people, you might actually say its employees, because they do the bidding of love. And these people, whom in this poem Rumi calls tarrars or thieves because they steal your heart, they are around to get our attention. Because our attention is always possible to fall captive to habitual things, to distractions, and give up. That journey towards love and towards the truth supreme. Halehoshtor kedarsha, do se tarraurand, kibetadbir kolo has sarma bardorand, do se rendand, khoshior de lo sarmastand, k falakro be yeki arbade dar charhorand. Who are these beings that love has sent down? They are thieves that are so cunning, but for cunning he uses the word tadbir, which is really not negative. So they are so playfully able to get our attention that they can even fool the moon. Why is that important? Because the moon is so bright and so distant and we think that it is unreachable, but even that bright being is also a captive of love. These two or three thieves that are around are both drunk and completely sober. Hoshyar delo sarmastand. Their heads are filled with intoxication, but their hearts are sober and aware. They can sing so loud and so captivating. That the entire spheres will start whirl to their music. Now don't forget that whirling, turning, is also what he and his followers do. So immediately we can see the connection down in their neighborhood, in their community, the community of Rumi. Sardehonan Kitos Sarnadahi Sir Nad Sarionan Kangur Nemsha They're cupbearers, wine distributors, saris. Sardeh is also a sari. They are wine givers, cupbearers, but they don't give you the intoxicating secret that they carry until you give all that you have. In other words, you cannot enter into the business of love half heartedly. Either you go there, give all you have, or you opt out. Kito Sir They're coppers, but the wine they give is not made with the essence of grapes. یار آن صورت غیب‌اند که جان طالب اوست همچو چشم خوش او خیر کش و بیمارند صورتی‌اند ولی دشمن صورت‌هایند در جهانند ولی از دو جهان بیزارند these beings these playful thieves that are out there to get you they are friends with that hidden form, Surat that hidden beauty, that our souls, our inner lives, are deeply seeking. That seeking is not under our control. We want to go in the direction of finding it. We crave that. Surat Yand, Vali. Vali as Jahan They have form because they appear in our world and you can only see things that have form. But they're not friends with forms. They want the inner presences that are in forms. Vali as do Bizarand, they are in the world, but are not of the world again they are in the world but are not of the world hamcho shirān be darāmand o be lab mikhandand doshman hamdegarand o be haqiqat yārand kharf o roshāne yeki bā dar jang and likchon vā negarī mottafeqe Now, this is very beautiful and very playful. His way of expressing these serious matters in playful images. He says they are lions. That's how fierce and how powerful they can be. But they smile. They sometimes go opposite of each other. It appears that they are fighting each other, these beings who want to get us towards love. But in fact, they are friends with each other their goals are all the same. Getting us to buy what they have to give us or what they are here to steal from us, which is ourselves, an attachment to this world. That's the playful expression I referred to. Like donkey sellers, they appear to be arguing with each other. Now there are stories about how where a donkey seller brought his donkey to the bazaar to sell, there would be someone who was actually friends with him who would come to buy the donkey and they would get into an argument and he would get the the seller would get a chance to say wonderful things about the donkey and then it would encourage somebody else who was in the crowd to feel so good about the donkey that would buy it. So now Rumi says they appear to be arguing with each other like donkey sellers, but in fact, they're all here to do the same thing: sell their divine gifts to us. Ham jo horshid ham-e rooz nazarmi bakhshand, masale maa hoshtare ham-e shab sayyaurand. Ger be kaf, khalk begirand, zar sorx shavad. Now, this looks like he's talking about magic, but he's not really. He is saying that these representatives of love, these beings that are here to get us, they're like the sun that give us the light in which we can see during the day. And they are like the moon and the stars that turn all night. They're never silent. They're always whirling to the music of love. So as he says that, we actually begin to see what he's doing. He's reminding us that the sun itself and the moon and the stars could be those thieves that are here to steal our heart with their beauty, with their light-giving quality. And then, it continues, They appear to be able to transform things, plain dust into gold. And it appears that they may sow barley, but at the end of the day, when they harvest, what they have is wheat. In other words, these beings are able to transform the world around them. And of course, that is not really magic either, while at the same time, in some ways, it is. Those who have fallen in love, which I hope is all of you, know very well, when that human experience happens, the entire world around you transforms. Hope seems to be clearer. The sky seems to be brighter. Food tastes better. And so on and so forth. Del baron and ke del bar bi Barashan and ke birun zesaro These are beloveds themselves. They appear in forms that you are attracted to. And they appear to know so much, to have so much power. But in fact, they do not have Saro Dastar. Now, Sar was, the, of course, the head. And Dastar is the turban that learned people used to wear. And he says, don't look for heads and for turbans wrapped around them, signs of learnedness. Because these beings are simple. And don't appear on those forms. And then he says what comes as the conclusion of the poem. Now this is a stunning kind of a claim. But when you look at it. It makes sense within the context of the life he's talking about. He says, be a proper human being, Mardomikon. Go to them, serve them, be with them, and transform yourself into one of them. For all these others who are out there, they could be all devouring you. And frightening as this seems, He has a very clear message. There are other desires, other ambitions, other pastimes that devour you. They take you over so that you cannot think about anything else. It is like you've been eaten up by those desires or by those other existences and forms and people who take you in the direction of distraction and then he speaks to himself as he does often at the end of such full and action-packed poems. He says, "Baskonobish, konobi sh magu, bas konobi sh magu garchetahan ast. Zan ke in harfo demo qafi ham rand." Stop, he tells himself. Stop, Rumi. Don't talk more even though your mouth is full of new things to say. Why? Because this is speaking, this looking for the right word, this putting the poem together could in itself be alienating. When I see these comments he makes about himself writing poetry, you know, people have often taken that as a sign of his hostility to poetry, or other, I should say, earlier scholars said that. Now, we have many, many critics of Rumi who actually don't think that way. But when people thought that he was against poetry, I believe he's only telling himself that you also should be aware of what you're doing. When you tell other people not to be devoured by their desires and fancies and Ambitions, you yourself, should not be devoured by the ambition of being a great poet. Remember the balance of things. Now, it looks more and more that we may have to do two of the poems, get halfway through the journey, and do the rest in the next episode. But let me take you to the second poem without further ado. Now, these terrors, these Playful thieves that are there to get your attention to love have arrived in Rumi's abode who is putting himself in the place of you and I. So when he says I, he really means any human being. And this being, Rumi, or other human beings that he represents is shocked by this arrival and a bit afraid. What is going on? I'm being attracted towards the hak, this truth that seems to be the inner core of all forms. What if I do this and I look like a fool? What if people find out that I have these ambitions and laugh at me or leave me? So he says to this being, loves thief, آمد اي بر همه آمده ای که راز من بر همگان بیان کنی وان شه بی را جلوه دهی نشان کنی. دوش خیال مست تو آمد و جام بر کفش. گفتم می نمی خورم. گفت مکن زیان کنی. Oh, you, you who are here to steal my heart, you're here also to reveal my secrets. You're here to talk about that king that actually has no description. And you want to tell me about it or him or her or whatever is your pronoun for him. You want to make love look so adorned, so attractive so that I go in that direction. And last night, your image was here again and it had a cup on its hand and I said I don't drink wine goftam may nemikhoram goft makon ziyan kuni. and that image said no 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 don't do that you're going to be a loser you're going to lose this opportunity goftam tar samr khoram sharm bepar dastaram dast baram be jadt ba zaman karan kuni. I said, I'm afraid that if I drink this wine, I lose all caution, throw caution to the wind, and then I come too close to you and ask for intimacy with you, and you leave me, and you don't take notice of that. Well, that is very much a fear that any traveler towards the truth any journeyer will have. Is this all for nothing? Am I going to come at the end and not be able to reap the fruit of what I have worked for? So Rumi also says, "I'm afraid." What if I drink this wine and do things that are not acceptable, and then even you don't take me within your circle of friends? Dit canuse me konam goft biar ajap John Betur Ru Yavarat Rui Bedu he saw that I'm hesitant, or maybe I don't want to look too eager. I'm not showing my desire, my need, and said, "Come on, who are you, Ajab Kesi? The soul has come to your doorway, and you're turning your face, or are you are showing a frown." On your face, so kam, ham, Nahon manam, he said, "You fight everyone. Are you going to fight me too? I am the commander of all that is not revealed in this world of matter. I have control." Over all mysteries. Rao's the man, Nahankoni, and you're trying to hide your secrets from me. And then these descriptions that Rumi puts in the mouth of the convoy of love is unbelievable. He presents it to us as if that convoy, the playful thief, Tarar, is speaking to him, but in fact, of course, Rumi is the one who gives all these descriptions after the the thief said, "Are you thinking of hiding your secrets from me?" Then he says, zamin manam, Sar tobar manam, Chebao koni." I am the treasure hidden." in the heart of the earth, and you just throwing yourself on the earth, prostrating yourself, and doing all these formal worship, the form of it, the empty form of it. I am the treasure in the heart of the earth, and you are using the earth for putting your forehead down in those practices. <speaking> What are you seeking, looking up at the heavens for some kind of miracle? I, love, am that miracle. Even the sky prays in my direction and gets help from me. So ye shahi nagar ke o noor nazar to So ye shahi nagar ke Ajal Look towards that king, love that gives you the ability to see. If you fight, if you turn your face, if you don't go in the direction of love, as your days come to an end, you will be. Doing that, in other words, your time is limited. Take this offer, drink this wine, and let yourself see the playful inner core of things. Do not give yourself to rigid and shallow forms. Kaj beneschino, roast gu, roast bobat, sezal bobat. Jo no ravo et tomanm Sue degar Ravan Kuni, sit the way you like, take it the way you like, but see the truth and tell the truth. I am your inner soul, you yourself have been created of love. Are you going to go in any other direction? Beraz in Jorm Jom too Gun. Is there better generosity than the one I'm doing for you right now? You do wrong. You lose your way. And I can tell you, if you don't get this gift, there will come a time when you will be crying for it. Now, at the end of this ghazal comes another one of those treasures that Rumi gives us, talking to himself, addressing himself. In the previous one, he was saying, don't work too hard to write a good ghazal The ambition to be a good poet could be as much a trap as any other ambition. And here, having spoken all those Words on behalf of the convoy of love and describing that process, he says, "Bas ke nagon jadon sohan, bas ke nagon jadon sohan, ku benebe sh dar dahan, yar zarre zarre ra, keshi dahan He says to himself, "Stop, stop for those." Things that the envoy of love told you, Rumi, put on your tongue, put in your mouth, wrote rather on your tongue for you to say, they don't fit in any container. They don't fit into words and you are not going to be able to tell them all, even if Every particle in your body turns into a mouth. Bas, ke Sohanku sohan koo benebe dar dahan, zare zare ra Well, with that amazing, action-packed Razal we come. To the middle of the cosmic journey, I was, I am planning to continue to share with you through Rumi's words, but we have come to the end of our episode 51. I hope you enjoy listening to his words through my words and explore the meanings and the treasures in there for yourselves and be with me when i take us further with two more ghazals in the next episode till then stay well i look forward to speaking with you very soon goodbye